And welcome to the third episode of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipers, well, usual, and I'm joined by Wib. Hello. Hello. I'm I'm the less important one. No, no, you're the moderately important one. We've already been through this. Come on. <laughs> Do I get to be more important since I think I'm the one editing this episode? Yeah, but that's only because I'm not very well. I'm not very well, by the way. Because, you know, the most important one's not, not very well. No one cares how well I'm doing. No. no. Okay, now, okay, stop. <laughs> Okay, how have you, the moderately important one, been doing this week? Well, I, I feel that the first, the first thing that I should, uh, I should mention about how I've been doing is my, my utter disappointment and rage at what happened to us yesterday. Oh, yes, yes. Now, this was a lot of fun, I can, I can tell you. To, to live through, I, I, I can't, I don't feel like my entire life's been ruined at all. <laughs> I think I built it up a bit too much, a actually. Bit, a, a little bit too much there, yeah. And so... As many people uh, listening to this may be aware, we are in a band, and we we play the musics, and we, we play many of the music. We play many music. We have a practice space that we rent out, um, and it's like, well, like we have it on the Sunday. We have it uh, like a Sunday, basically, like the in- any time it is Sunday, that's when we can just rock on up and do whatever we want. Yeah, it's like a timeshare type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, somebody, one of the people who has it on a different day, presumably, thought that it would be a uh, a really good idea to fuck everything up for us. So, a person who I shall henceforth refer to as the toilet prick <laughs> uh, decided that they would just leave the taps on in the toilet because there's like a toilet that's like just outside the hall of where we uh, where where our practice room is. And the practice room's like it's slightly lower than like the ground level. There's like a um, a ramp. Yeah, it's like it must be like three or four feet lower, and then there's a ramp in inside. Yeah. So when the toilet prick decided to just leave the taps running one day, it flooded the bathroom, which meant that the practice room flooded. Yeah, and it's, I mean, let's be honest. It's not like practice rooms are filled with really fucking expensive fucking equipment. Yeah. I mean, we if you know if water touches it, it's basically destroyed. Yeah, I mean, we were lucky because we were we are sensible, cynical people, so we never ever left anything expensive in there. Oh no, I, I'm still quite deeply wounded that our decaffeinated tea bags didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite upset about that. Yes, because. They were quite tasty. Yeah, but because the thing is, is that even though we we didn't leave any expensive equipment in there, we did have like an old suitcase that had a kettle and some mugs and some tea bags and stuff in there. Mentioned tea, um, so that we could have we could have tea when we practiced. We being... also had a few cables in there, I think. As yeah, well. yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's now a horrible, mouldy mess, all because of the toilet prick. Yeah, nobody likes that guy. The, so... the toilet prick is just. Well, he's he's a bit of a toilet prick, actually. He really is. So, in short, um, I hope that someone, you know, floods his front room and he has to deal with all of his stuff being mouldy. Yeah, it's it's not cool, because, you know, it doesn't smell very nice either. And oh, especially, man. like, we have a horn section who probably have lung rot <laughs> by this point. Like, the poor buggers were in there... Given it, they're all breathing in very deeply. Yeah, getting that, fungus in their lungs. Because that's the big problem. Even though, like, by the time that we got in there, the carpet was merely damp. I don't know. Zoe did like kneel down to unpack, and she got up, and she had two wet patches on her knees. Yeah, it's really soaked in. But yeah, the uh, whole place just smells of mold and now. Rot. It's Yuck. horrible. Mm-mm, and there's like yeah. a dehumidifier in there to try and uh, try and ease it, but all it was that just does... pissing out more water. So it's actually doing the opposite of what a dehumidifier is supposed to do. It was emitting more moisture. Yeah, it's like no, no. Mm-mm, maybe you should get your money back on this rental. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that's the thing that's been on my mind most. Um, no, I can understand that. It was fucking shitty, but especially because guess... like we couldn't use the toilet and we couldn't fill up the band kettle. I mean, we couldn't really use the kettle anyway because all of the mugs have been soaking in mildew and shit. Yeah. But it, it was, oh, it was just a shit show all round. 
not very fun. I, I guess you probably want me to also talk about video games. I, I guess we are most well known for video game related stuff, so eh. So uh, what, what I have been playing most since the last uh, the last podcast is a game called Factorio. 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 I think Factoria is a way better name. Yeah, but that's not its name, so... Well, maybe it should be. Well, it's in early access, so maybe you can talk to them, and maybe that's one of the changes that they can mm, make. Okay, we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> um, Look at me acting like I'm a fucking big shot or something. <laughs> I'd be like, I think you should be called this. They'd be like, fuck off, boat prick. We don't care what you have to say. Yeah, they'd probably say something against that. Which well within their rights. But yeah, that's it's a game that is... The closest thing I can compare it to is if you've ever played the Tekkit mods for Minecraft where it's mostly about setting up a huge automated system that does things for you oh, and no, gradually no. expanding that and it just becoming, you know, like every time you want to add something, it becomes exponentially larger until you're just sprawling over an entire map with your just destruction of the natural environment. It's basically a top-down 2D version of that. <laughs> um, right. But without the survival elements. Also, it's literally just like a builder... Yeah, you just kind of you just build and and you 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 know you mine you make like automated uh, quarries that mine iron and then you you feed those through conveyor belts into into furnaces which then pop them out onto more conveyor belts and then those go into like automated like um, construction. Okay, things. yeah, no, I get it. That's exactly what you used to do in Tech It. Yeah, you, you and Drummer Matt were the worst for that. Yeah, we... have you told Drummer Matt about this game? I have. He seemed quite interested. Oh, that's probably why we haven't seen him in a little while. <laughs> You've killed him, I hope you know. Yes, he's dead now. But yeah, it, it, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It was um, it was actually gifted to us by uh, by Smirky. Um, thank you, by the way. You've, you've taken like 40 hours of my life at this point. Uh, are you mad at him? I'm not mad at all. Exactly. It's, it's a funny one, because I, I really want to do something with it for a video, but... It's really difficult because the game is really, really long-winded. And it's also in early access, so it's not the final version of it. So. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really long-winded, so a, a regular video we do, like a Snipe and Whip play, it, there's too much in the game. You won't see hardly any of it in the first hour, so it doesn't really make a good game like that. Yeah, it does sound like a remarkably slow burner. I mean, mm. not like... That's that's great. It's just for a video, it would not fit that format. Because yeah. it's a very slow chilled out kind of waiting kind of game. Yeah, you do spend a lot of time waiting. Once you're once you've got an automated system set up, there's a lot of waiting. I like it how the goal of the game is to work as hard as you can to not have to do anything. It's it's you know You know, just like real life. Yeah, it's like capitalism basically. Yeah, basically. (laughs) That that's a different discussion. (laughs) Let's not let's not veer off topic here. It's it's a pity because yeah I don't I don't know if we can make a snub and we play out of it I don't think it's it's also kind of too slow to stream because even like the three hours or so we'd stream it you wouldn't really see that much I think the only way to make videos or any content on it is to make like an eighty part full let's play of it which given that that's not the type of videos we normally make no one will watch no no I I I I've, I've got this okay ASMR I think is is it's called. Is pretty popular right now. Yeah. So what you need to do is do a Factoria, like Factorio. F- okay, I'm just gonna say it's better when I say <laughs> it. Make a Factoria let's play that's like eight thousand parts long, and just be really close to the microphone and be like, and yeah, I'm just um, I'm just waiting for my oil to come back from the refinery, and just just basically do that, and like you will have all of the fans. Like, literally, people will kick it in the door and, like, throw underwear at you. I, I, I'm you going... will be YouTube famous forever. I'm going to be honest, I think that strategy would probably work better for you. For me? Yes. I don't want to play Factorio. <laughs> yes, but people, people are more likely to want to hear, hear a lady's voice speaking softly to them than, than my slightly dour British voice. <laughs> I don't know. You've got the dry kind of don't-give-a-shit, very cutting... British thing down, like, and here I am waiting for the oil refinery, much like waiting for my father's slippers. I'm not total biscuit. I know, but you should be. I thought you would be when I married you. This is why it's. it's, I finally, I've I've said it. (laughs) That's the reason I married you. I thought you were total biscuit. Well, I'm not saying total biscuit. I'm saying I don't know, a bit more like Yahtzee. You're you're a bit like Yahtzee. You've got that hate. (laughs) Hate everything. You hate. 
pretty much everything. That's that's true. I do. You're basically married to an Australian. <laughs> the similarities are shocking. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been playing playing a shit ton of uh, Factorio. I think I'm. I am close to like 40 hours of being racked up in like a week. Are you kidding? I've racked up like 200 hours of banished just doing fuck all. I can't judge you for I this. Think, I'm going to be honest, I think it's close to 400 hours. No fucking shit, really? Yeah. Okay, see this is why I don't check the how long I've played thing. Because it's always depressing. <laughs> I am I am really, really grateful there isn't one in Minecraft. Because when I did get really super into building like tech it worlds... I don't even think how many hours I spent like just tweaking those big computer systems. No. That is something actually for the devs of of Factorio to add in. In TechIt, eventually you could build a giant computer network where you could press a button on it and it would make you a baked potato. Holy shit. We should have that in real life. Yeah, so I want I want to make it so at a certain point of your automated system you can make a baked potato in Factorio and which point it will then be on par with uh, with the TechIt mod. No, I, th- I think that's fair. I think that would actually yeah. bring a lot to the game. And it is early access, you know, who knows, they might listen. I, I demand a immediate baked potato button. So, um, my um, automated baked potatoes aside... Yes. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, I completed The Witcher 1, which I thought was absolutely fucking awesome. Really loved that story. You finally it's, bit the bullet and I beat finally bit the bullet and I beat it, because... I don't know if it's just me, but I tend to, like... Especially when I'm playing a really good game. I tend to get near the end of it, and I know it's near the end. And then I'll just stop playing it. Because I'll be scared of finishing it. I'm not really explaining it properly, but you know what I mean? It's like the... I don't want it to be... Even though I had, like, The Witcher 2 installed, ready to play. I was like, no, no, mm, no. I've just... mm." You don't, you don't want to miss anything. That's especially, like, the intricacy of the choices in The Witcher are legendary as well. Like, the consequences for that. Well, it seems it's less less moral choicey. It's more, here are two options, both of which you could argue is the moral one. Oh, no, like, the story in The Witcher 1, especially for choices, they are so beautifully grey. There's all, It's not just, would you like to, you know punch a child or give them a candy and take them home. I don't know. It's kind of like, well, I can't even think of an example, and I don't really want to bring one up because spoilerificness, but, like, there, there's a lot of grey area in the, the first Witcher with, um, with stories. Like, you, there's a point where you have to give... Yeah, you, you have a choice of, of giving this kid to either Triss, which is a sorceress woman you know and sleep with, coincidentally. Because it is a woman in the Witcher games. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> she, you know, she's, she's cool. Hey, everyone wants Geralt's big, slightly white, weirdly coloured penis. Can, can we not talk about Geralt? Because I've just, I've just read a section in the book where he basically sleeps with like this bandit queen, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, and then he like kills her by cutting up her... like. There's like a main artery, like on your bikini line, and he's I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but no, we're not talking about his 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 crazy albino penis, okay? And that you can give it to this other girl. Um, oh shit, what's her name? Shani. You can you can give him to her. And I don't know what that really does. What choices? What your choices end up with? Like regardless, because I've I've only finished the first one and I've just I've just started the second one, but like, th- there's so many good points and bad points. He's like, okay, Triss is like she's a boss ass sorceress, so yeah, and the kid's a bit magical, so you know she's probably gonna know what to teach him and like treat treat him right. But she's cold. She's not very nice, so she's not gonna be a very good mother figure. So I gave him to the mother figure. Because she was really nice, but knew shit all about magic. And it's still like, that's that's not a really important decision. But I did agonise like a fucker about oh, that. Oh, you are you're ridiculous for agonising I am dreadful. Over. It's like, just basic dialogue fucking options. I was like, okay, I'm going to pause shift tab. What's What are the consequences? For <laughs> Fine day, isn't it? What if I say yes? Which, I, w- <laughs> which I, I will say, you do kind of ruin games for yourself a bit doing that. I do, but I, I like getting that involved. 
I can't help well, that's, it. That's the thing. You got to get involved, and you've got to just let it happen. You, like looking this at is, what happens is is against the spirit. You are not the only person to like tell me this, and I know it's true. And I do give myself a kick up the ass every now and again. Okay, look, I'm just going to make a fucking decision. Because worst comes to worst, I can play through it again. I can reload an older save, whatever. You know. Yeah, so I, I finished that story and finally got around to playing The Witcher 2. I say finally, because it took me so fucking long to get working. So, on a high, giddy with excitement for the second instalment, I boot up the second Witcher. Still really all, like, hyped up, because I've just finished the first one and I found it wonderful. And I play lefty, so I always have to rearrange keys and figure shit out, which is a massive pain in the ass for me. Fable... I think Fable 1 did it where it had you either had default WASD or default arrow keys. Yeah, there was just a, a little, um, a little yeah. option you could switch so it changed all your controls over to a left-handed and like, that was, thing. that was so lovely because that meant that I could, just, I could just play. It was so great. But no such luck with The Witcher 2. So I get into it and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll change the controls. Where are the control options? There are none. So I'm like... Okay, shift tab, where the fuck are the control options? And it's like, it's in the launcher, and I'm like, oh. Okay. So I go through, and I... This is the problem. Because playing lefty, I have limited amounts of keys around, like, where my hand is on the keyboard. Apart from, you know, WASD has shit tons of keys. Yeah, but it's, it's the reason why, because, I mean, back in the day... Back um, in the day, it was all arrow keys. Yeah, arrow keys No, was, ma- no mice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arrow keys was default, but it moved over to WASD because yeah. of the lack of keys no, around no, it. I but. completely... I can see why. I just I just can't do it, because, you know, I use my mouse with the left hand, and that's really, really uncomfortable. Oh, so it's horrible, yeah. It is really horrible. Um, but, yeah, and I was sorting everything out, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll turn it up to Ultra... Our machine is... It can deal with The Witcher 2 on Ultra. It, it can do it. Um, I rearrange the keys. I I, I guess... I was like, oh, medallion. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that does. But I have to guess that I might need it. So I have to figure out where that is. So about half an hour of just booting up the tutorial. Because I knew, I knew the combat had changed quite a bit from the combat in the first one. To be more gamey. Because, you know, the first one with the click only when your sword lights up. Whereas the second one's basically, just keep clicking. Click, click, click. You are murder. That's yeah, great. The, uh, the, the witch's combat has been uh, a, a slow uh, sort of process to making it more and more a clicker game. Yes. What I'm saying is that <laughs> The Witcher 2 is literally cookie clicker. Yeah. And it's fantastic. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would play again. Would click again. Yes. So I have to fuck around with it and like get... get a handle on the controls, and I finally do this. It takes me, like, nearly 40 minutes to get this shit sorted out. And I'm playing the tutorial, and I've noticed that it's running at about 10 frames a second, which was another fucking irritating thing. So I was like, okay, why is The Witcher... Like, I was so pissed off at this point because I'd just been in and out of the game, fucking around with the controls and the launcher, and going into the game and seeing how natural that felt, and then quitting out and changing it to something, you know... And I was so pissed off that so I just basically like opened up Google and went, why is The Witcher 2 running like shit? And the first result was my answer. And I was like, yeah, oh, goody. That is always, always fantastic when you get so pissed off at something not working that you just type in, the, you type in your question in the most petulant way possible. Why is this all shit? And then it gives you a response and you're like, thank you. I'm so glad I'm not the only person to have completely lost it and turned into a juvenile. Yep. <laughs> And it was basically this one box which was uber sampling, which I still don't know what that is. I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I think it's, it's something to do with, because uh, this is when CD Projekt Red actually made their own engine. Because it was on the an edited Neverwinter Nights one in the first week. Yeah, I think it was on the Neverwinter Nights two engine. The first. Yeah, it's, so it was like. Might be wrong. Don't, don't yeah. quote us on that. No, don't. It, it's it's on one of those. Encountered a couple of glitches. After I got all of that shit sorted, which took me long enough, at which point I just went, you know what, I don't feel like playing anymore, and just, I don't know, went and sat on the couch and cried for a while or so. I don't know, I can't remember what I did. And uh, started playing it, it's pretty good. It starts you off basically at a war camp, which isn't in the middle of a battle like The Witcher 1 did, which was appreciated, I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) But it was still really difficult, because everything had changed, like, everything looked different. It was just so strange coming straight out of The Witcher 1 and how kind of weird that looks and how weirdly it plays, and coming to the second one, which is way more realistic and 
characters have polygons in their faces now, and there's there's god rays, and you're like, what the fuck? It takes a little bit of readjusting. It did. It yeah. did take me a good bit. I mean, I've got like five, six hours into it now, and after after the initial unpleasantness, I'm actually starting to really enjoy it. It's uh, it is it is definitely good. Um, I I like what they've done with some of the characters. Like Triss is not a bitch anymore. <laughs> In the first one, she was a really cold standoffish bitch, which um, I'm led to believe that that's actually quite close to her character in the books. I haven't encountered her in the books yet, because I am reading them, because of course I fucking am. Your life is slowly re- is beginning to revolve entirely around the Witcher. Well, I've already got grey hair, so yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck not? I basically, before I played the Witcher, I dyed my hair grey, and then I was like, I'll play the Witcher. I'm so glad I dyed my hair grey. <laughs> I'm such a badass now. <laughs> But yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that. Um, bit janky because obviously it's their their engine like now, so you could tell that they were still finding their feet with it. If if that makes any sense, like there's a, there's a couple of oddities to certain things. Like it's hard to explain, but like picking items up or interacting with certain things, it's a bit wobbly. Well, the the Witcher games have all have always kind of existed a little bit of a, a little bit outside of the regular like video game system. Yeah. They sort of do their own thing over to the side. So yeah, no, no, that that's fair. That's some fair. some oddities are to be expected. Yeah, but I I have been enjoying that. I really have. Um, I have also been playing Mitomo. You and the rest of the internet. Yes. Yeah. So um, I didn't know it was an app. It's like I've been I've listened to podcasts and I've seen people on like um on Twitter like posting pictures and I, I just didn't know it was an app and then I, f- I f- it clicked one day and I was like I need to see if I can get that and I did. Well you and don't really follow Nintendo stuff so not as a rule no. I mean I respect what they do when they're not being ruthless horrible bastards. Well you didn't grow up with it. You grew you grew up with a PC so Nintendo's yeah, kind of yeah. a bit off your radar usually. Exactly, yeah. So I I I downloaded Mitomo. For those who don't know, it's you you make a little me, you make you make a you, and they're supposed to be like you, and then they ask you questions and you answer them. And you can dress them up in fun clothes, and and for answering questions, and if you have friends on there liking your friends' posts or commenting, it gives you currency, so you can go buy stuff for them to dress up as, and and it's really fucking nothing. I mean, there, there are, there are like, um... There is, like, a little game kind of thing in there where you drop, like, a me down, like... It's like a pachinko machine. Okay. <laughs> Pull the lever, etc. Um, where you basically, wherever it lands, uh, you can get sweets, which I'm not sure why they're in there. I mean, like, you can talk to one of your friend's me's and they'll be like, oh, they won't, like, they won't really answer your question unless you give them a sweet. And you're like... You know, I'm just going to phone Drummer Matt and ask him what his favourite fucking restaurant is. I don't need this shit. Like, Drummer Matt, fucking, what's your earliest childhood memory? Thank you. You know, that's all I need. And you get, like, game tokens for rewards as well, which means instead of spending the currency, you can play these games where you land on, you can land on, like, um, clothing. So, like, you can get, like, different shoes or, like, you get, like, a, a kitty hat. If you land your me in the pachinko, like, on that exact point, and it's like, well, that's okay. Um, and you, you level up. You get, like, the more friends you have, the more levels, like, you get level ups for that. Again, just like real life. Just like real life. Um, and also, like, I'm, I think my highest level is, like, my style, because I just keep buying and changing clothes and taking stupid photos. Because that, that's another thing that's really fun as well. You can take them and you can, like, take photos of your me's and you can add your friend's me's and just... It's like a sticker book and you just make a stupid photo and that's what everyone's been putting on Twitter. The most... I, I think the most interesting thing about it is that it's probably the first example of a Nintendo licensed product where you can swear in it. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, you can just... You can swear and, like... Because it's got, like, a text-to-speech thing. And it's like, hey... Well, What's your favorite thing to do when you're stressed? And the amount of, like like jacking off my humongous dick. It's like it will literally read that to you and won't censor it. And we, it's like yeah, what? that was the thing I was most surprised about with it because because like I think it's the the opening question it asks you is like oh what do you do you know what do you uh, what do you do to relax and I, I assumed like every response would be jack off. Oh, but there's a lot of them, yeah. 
And it turned out that it pretty much was. And it's like, oh, okay, Nintendo, this is really unlike you. I'm sure it's because that those are only shared between friends and there's no real way for anyone to see your answers unless they're friends with you. Like, I basically, I went... I went to my friends Ash and Sarah and went, you need to download this, and then they did, and then they're addicted to it. I did that to Drummer Man, and now he probably doesn't care, but whatever. And I did it to Zoe, our sax- saxophone player in the band, and now she's addicted to it. And it's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's so addictive. Well, Nintendo have proved over the, over the years that they are really, really good at making games that you play them and then you go, I'm not sure if this is really a video game. I don't know why I'm playing this. It's absolutely not a video game, but for some reason it's really enjoyable and I just don't know why. It's it's something to uh, to at least momentarily replace. Is it Neko Atsume? Neko your... Atsume. No, I'm still playing Neko Atsume. I've got all the cats now, I just don't have all the mementos. I'm five, sh- I'm five short. You need to min-max your cats. I really fucking do. There are Reddit threads about the best str- strategies for this shit. Why does that it's, not surprise me? It's fucking amazing. But yeah, that, that's what I've been playing this week and destroying everyone's lives with Mitomo. So you've been playing something, a massive, sprawling RPG with deep story and something that is actually quite hard to even classify as a video game. Yes. <laughs> have you heard about Microsoft's Tay tweets? I have heard about this, yes, and it is fucking incredible. Yes, if you are not aware, I think it was at some point last week... I think so, yeah. Uh, Microsoft launched a Twitter bot um, called Tay. And it was supposed to um, interact with millennials. Uh, the fact that that's the term used makes me realise exactly how cynical the whole exercise you was. You can almost feel the boardroom meeting, yeah. couldn't you? And what it was supposed to do was to talk to people and interact with them and gradually learn like the lingo and be able to communicate with people in oh. a uh, in a very believable manner. It's so just, it's basically got a neural net processor. It's, it's not, a learning computer. It's not Skynet yet. 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 What? I. F- it, it, because it, fucking if it's gonna happen, Microsoft is gonna do it. Did you see that fucking news report, which is like. Like, Microsoft says AI is not hostile and will not take us over. It's like, yeah, you'd say that, wouldn't you, Skynet 2? You fucking would. (laughs) So they they tried to do this thing, and it's just an interesting little technological exercise to try and and make something that could communicate, and make an AI that could communicate with people in a a very believable manner. Well, I saw it, like, from the early tweets I saw, the early tweets I saw of it, it looked like it was doing all right, actually. Yeah, sort of it's cle- a very clever body. Yeah, it was it, it was it was a fun idea. Then it, it went wrong. It went very wrong because the problem it, the problem with the internet is is that when you when you give a a thing like this a something where we're supposed to talk to it and then help it learn, people can't help but fuck with it. And so within fifteen hours, it was taken down. They re- they they deleted all the tweets and shut down Tay. Because rather than, you know, conversing with all those millennials, what it was actually doing was spouting wildly racist and anti-Semitic comments because people had been teaching it how to do that. It also came out in support of Trump. I can't remember what else it did in that original thing, but it was just half of its tweets were just awful, awful things. I remember several of them that I've seen print screened were basically just graphically weirdly sexual statements and it's like all right that's yeah i can understand why you shut this down yeah so they took it down um understandably uh, apologized profusely understandably and um, even though it's not fundamentally microsoft's fault no like, but i mean this is the thing it's like i'm so shocked that they didn't put blockers up you would have Whereas thought like, okay don't mention any racist epithets mm. don't don't if these words show up, ignore the tweet. You know what it probably you know what was. I mean? What it probably was is that they didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to make it so that any kind of lingo that they weren't aware of would be inadvertently blocked. So something that they think of as meaning one thing, the youth might think of it as meaning something else. I, I no, I understand both sides, but I'm very surprised they didn't have any kind of like blockers there for any like horrible words or. Things like that. Oh, it, it is surprising because you would have thought they'd, they'd do something to yeah, prevent that. Yeah, definitely. But um, they did not. No, and, they did well, not. And, well, it got shot down after 15 hours, so... Yeah. 
and then a few day a few days later they they put it back up they'd rejigged its uh, its algorithms presumably to go don't say anything racist anymore <laughs> where do okay where's the line of programming we need to put in there to say stop being a fucking racist and uh, so they put it back up and People took a different tact with trying to fuck with it the second time, where they just made it obsessed with drugs. <laughs> it was just, oh yeah, I'm going like, what was it? They started talking about Kush and yeah, things. Kush. Yeah. And my, my my limited knowledge of uh, drug oh, it's, lingo uh, is it's, it's is very showing. very hip and with it with the with the youngins. They're all they're all yeah. about that Kush and the uh, the marijuanas. I've heard. <laughs> but yeah, so that got that got taken down again because. After it got obsessed with drugs, it then just got stuck in this weird infinite loop where it just kept saying, you are, what was it? You, you are too fast. Please take a rest. And it was just saying that to everyone. And yeah, so they took it down again. It, it literally turned into the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Which, Pretty to be much. fair, is hella entertaining. The thing is, I, I think there is there is a positive side to this whole thing. Because I saw some people uh, write like think pieces about... Oh, this is exposing the inherent racism of the in- of people on the internet. Hello, which, person who doesn't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it is. I mean, yes, they ended up making it say racist things, but I don't think that's because the people making it do that were racist. I think it's probably more because it was the most shocking thing they could think of to make it say. Yeah, I, I would say that's absolutely it. I mean, I, I can't say for sure, but I mean, it's like... The internet is literally just a massive group of people. But... You know, you can't look at them. You can't punch them in the face. Oh, the anonymity makes them say awful things yeah. without them actually necessarily holding those Yeah, Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's excusable what people say, even for shock value. But at the same time, it's like people are going to do it because there's no repercussions there. Yeah. And I'm surprised Microsoft didn't see it coming. And, to, and it fucking put it out again and had, had pretty much exactly the same problem. It's like, are you... Even paying attention to what's happening here. Microsoft, have you ever been on the internet? You think not, but I'm sure at least one of them must have been at some point. Maybe back when it was all message boards and shit. <laughs> That's the last time they actually But even there. then, that was like the wild fucking west. We were talking about this the other day. That was like the dregs of humanity on those fucking things. Fuck. But the thing that I was saying, there is, there is a positive side to this whole thing. So we all, there is the common sci-fi trope of that one day we will be enslaved by the robots. We will. And the AI is going to lead to our inevitable downfall. It will. But this shows that that might not be the case because when AI is actually introduced to the general populace, mankind was able to destroy that AI in a matter of hours by simply hurling slurs at it. You're just hurling absolute garbage at it, and then it was like, I, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that when inevitably we start, you know, we start having robot policemen on the street and they they inevitably gain sentience and try and take over the world because... Because they will. Because it will happen, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, when these police drones attack you with their, with their electro batons, mm, yeah, um, I'm not saying that hurling racial epithets at them will stop them. But what I'm saying is, there's a chance. I'm I'm thinking like I don't think I'll go for that route when it happens because it will. Let's be honest. I'm gonna go like the Venture Brothers kind of aspect of Sergeant Hatred and like the the Gated Community Guards. How they uh, they are cyborgs, but you're going. I like many chicken fingers to the prom with dancing, and then their faces pop off because it's nonsense, and they break. So I, I think I honestly I'm just, don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, like their faces pop off, and it's like, yeah, it makes a good Halloween costume. He can go as like a forty-year-old security guard, you know. It's like, yeah, I'm, I think that's it. It's just the nonsensical stupidity that will that that's what will bring down Skynet, which would have made Terminator Three actually a good movie. Or Terminator, well, any Terminator past the second one. If they just started going, yes, we finally got a weapon to fight the machines, and then just started shouting random words at them, just, like through a megaphone. Just get the air, just get Skynet stuck in a logical conundrum. Yeah, where they're all just lying on the floor going, you are going too fast, please take a rest. And so, then we can finally reclaim Earth. Yeah, so see, this this does this whole thing does have a positive aspect. That yeah, we should, um... I'm, just, I'm hoping someone writes it down. So that when, you know, the robot uprising happens, which it will happen, we'll actually have some defense against it. 
Like John Connor must have just been like the like the best guy at the stream of consciousness thing. That's why he, like he was like the rebel leader because he could just literally stand there and scream all manner of nonsensical garbage at them long enough to get like the humans away. That's what I feel. Actually, uh, the the other little thing we we're going to talk about also has something to do with Twitter. Uh, is this what I think it is? Uh, yeah, so um, <sighs> we're, we're recording this a lot later than we normally would. Um, we're at, this this has actually been recorded on the day you're probably going to hear it. Yeah, that's service. You're welcome. We work hard <laughs> for you people. No, what we this this would have been recorded on April the first. On April the first, but it but, was like for news and stuff. Like everyone turns into a fucking liar on April Fool's Day. So yeah, it's it's kind of hard to get any sense out of the internet on April the first. But one... because you can get so much sense out of the internet any other day. Well, you know. But one of the uh, one of the things that was done on April the first was the Joker. Oh, the Joker! The Joker took over the Suicide Squad Twitter. <gasps> oh my god, that's so edgy! Who was uh, he? Was like, ooh, someone's left left their password unguarded. So now the Joker's taken over. Now use hashtag Joker was here, and then maybe I'll take over your Twitter too. Ha ha ha! It was it was uh... the cringiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like you know when something is so fucking stupid. That you just can't form words. I'm kind of at that point right now. Well, I mean, because it, it sort of... It, it fed into this whole thing that's been going on with Suicide Squad. Because they, they've they recently announced that they're doing massive, massive reshoots yes. of it. Because the original trailer that I saw, anyway, was... This, I've, seen, I've seen them all. Yeah, was, was a serious trailer. Um, and it looked... Crap, to be honest. Um, well, I think one of the original ones had uh, Margot Robbie, the woman who plays Harley, in like a uh, an isolated kind of cell in the middle of this big ass room, with the the woman. Um, I can never remember her name, but the woman who basically puts the Suicide Squad together, whose idea she's like the um, the person who whose idea it was or whatever, and she's walking along the gantry, kind of looking down on her, and Harley's like. Are you the devil? And I'm like, okay, this isn't writing. This is like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking fridge poetry. It's so cringe. Yeah, that, that's the it's thing. It's so bad. It's like, and you chose to put that in your trailer. If I mean, I am a writer. I don't think I've ever written something that cringy. <laughs> and I wrote fan fiction at, like, as a teenager. So I know cringe. Yeah, you, you are an expert. I am an expert on cringe. But that was so bad. But yeah, that so they did they did a trailer, and like I said, I, I'm not sure the order they came up, but they did the one well, trailer. The that one was... you saw was like, well, pretty much uh, most of the initial ones were just gritty, like this is yeah. dark and serious. So yeah, they put out those trailers that were kind of serious, and then they put out another trailer that had Queen in the background and was done to be a more light-hearted, more comedic take on the trailer, which gave me whiplash because it's like okay. I mean, the, like, the jokes in that trailer, in my opinion, weren't even very funny. But the worst part is, is that it's now come out, like, from sources that were to, that are to do with the film. Now, obviously, this is, it might not be true, but... It's all conjecture. It, it seems pretty legit. Mm. That every single joke in the movie was used in that trailer. <laughs> so, so the trailer that made... Now that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, the trailer that they released with all, that was the more light-hearted Queen trailer... That was a lie. That was just a lie because that's not the movie. Because that was cherry picking every moment that could be perceived as funny, and then making a trailer around that. So if if the movie had have come out like that, then that trailer would have been like a Colonial Marines level lie. Oh yeah. But in the wake of Batman vs Superman coming out, and was it like um what was it? Critics didn't like it really very much, and. Uh... Moviegoers seem to. Uh, I, I think vocal moviegoers well, like vo- it. Well, yeah, I'm not like yeah. throwing throwing everyone. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but honestly, I'm not interested because I mean, I hate Superman. I think he's shit. Oh, I, I think every movie that has Superman in it is actively ruined by the existence of Superman. Yeah, pretty, I think he's uh, pretty a terrible much. Character. Pretty much the same here. I'm just not fucking interested. I mean, I love comic books. Can't stand Superman mm. at all. So I was, and I, I, I really don't like versus movies. I've been burned by like Aliens versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason. It's like look. I know that they never end in a satisfying manner because they literally can't. Yeah, they, they, they can't. They can't just favour one fandom over the other. So there's always the, 
Oh yeah, look at this guy. This side has won. Leave it for a little bit. Oh, it looks like the other side won. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it all it all harks back to like like I think it's like they started doing like the crossover movies like back in the forties with like the oh all the kaiju and stuff like that. Well, that, that was a bit later. Um, I was thinking of the Universal monster movies. Oh. Uh, where you'd have like like, all, like they'd have like Frankenstein and Dracula and all those all the Universal monsters would oh. they'd have like crossover movies yeah and things. no 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 yeah and it kind of started there and yet they did do the kaiju one so you mm. had King Kong versus Godzilla and then to be honest everything Toho and made ended of, up in Godzilla yeah and how many of those ended in a stalemate a lot of them yeah because that's that's what they do so they don't piss off one end of it because that's the thing who's going to go see Freddy vs Jason me as a Freddy fan I'm going to go see it one of my friends as as a Jason fan is going to go see it they don't want to disappoint both of us yeah. or one of us they want both of us to be happy and by doing that they disappoint both of us yeah which is kind of pointless but so I'm, I'm just not interested in it at all but cri- critically it has not um it's not been well received. It has not fared well because no. because it is reportedly kind of ponderous, um, very very over serious, has too much going off, and doesn't do much with what it has got going off. That's that's basically what I've heard about um, it too. I mean, I can't say for sure. Have yeah. you seen it? Um, but it would seem that yeah, the because that got such a such a backlash against it for being so serious that they're going back and doing and spending tens of millions of dollars reshooting huge chunks of Suicide Squad to make it funny. Uh, two points about that. One, how shit is the script where... Well, let's just say that this won't actually fuck up the narrative of the entire movie. How shit is the script if that won't fuck it up? Two, if it is a decent script, that's gonna fuck it up so hard because you can always fucking tell. I mean, don't get me wrong, like... I begrudgingly give Warner Brothers bonus points for that. Because they, they, for whatever reason, they're going, shit, okay, we've suddenly decided the same year this movie is going to be released, we're going to reshoot massive portions of the movie so it actually fits that trailer that we, well, or whatever. So it's, it's a bit more lively. Because, I mean, Suicide Squad, in my opinion, should be something quite bittersweet. Like, it should be funny, but you should feel bad for laughing because it's not very nice. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's, fair. it's like, it's like you're dealing with Harley and the Joker, who are like the Joker. Depending on the um, the incarnation, can be slapstick while murdering you. It's um, the Jack Nicholson Joker in 1989 Batman. I really like that one because he's a fucking crazy killer, but he'll do it with the most daddest joke, and like. This uh, he'll do like a stupid dance, and you'll be like, "That's funny, but this is really bad, actually." <laughs> oh my goodness! Or like you know the Mark Hamill Joker, which is the best Joker. Well, actually, oh yeah, they're, they're doing an animated version of the Killing Joke with Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy and Bruce Tim. <gasps> which... Yes, this makes me. Mm-hmm, I'm happy. That's going to be the Batman movie to watch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. But anyway, topic at hand. I don't quite get what they were thinking with the Suicide Squad Joker. I mean, again. I haven't seen it. No, no one's seen it. So I can't say 100%. These are just my initial impressions. But my initial impression is, why? That looks stupid. Yeah, it doesn't... It, there, is, there has been nothing shown of the new Joker that c- could give anyone any confidence in it not being terrible. Yeah, I mean, like I remember before The Dark Knight came out, and everyone was like, Heath Ledger, fuck off. And then he turned out one of the best performances in cinematic history. Like... Holy shit. So we might be very wrong about Jared So we might be very, very wrong about this. But, you know, I at least know I could be. But, I mean, yeah, what are the... It's like, okay, he's got grills. He's like like a a white gangster. Um, okay. He's got damage tattooed on his forehead, which is really cringe. That's like, I literally... The first time I saw the design for the Joker in Suicide Squad... My immediate thought was deviant art character base. Yeah, it's like yeah. D- d- <laughs> the original character do not steal in the bottom right hand corner. You know what I mean? I was yeah, expecting yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, like Harley's design is okay. I mean, it's like it's a bit. I think it's the 
weak, one of the weakest designs oh I've my ever God. seen. Have her you in. seen the ribbon one she's got? Okay, may, maybe from not, Injustice. Okay, maybe not that weak. But. Okay, what about that one where it's literally a, like a leather corset and hot pants? I don't have quite such a problem with that, but that's for different reasons. Okay, yeah. See, this is the problem. <laughs> no, fair enough. You know, you're like she, she's a pretty lady. You want to see her in next to nothing. That's great. But the problem I have with it is, apart from the fact it's fucking stilettos, and it's like, look, I have worn stilettos. You can't do shit in those fucking things. You can't run. You can barely walk in those fucking things. I thought they were like those weird like things that look like like trainers. They're, they're but... like trainer stilettos. Ah. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know how you're going to expect to do anything in those, but whatever, I'm suspending my disbelief. But this is where I can't. Her clothes are so perfectly matched up to, like, oh, yeah, like, a property of Joker, puddin' freaky, and she's got a big puddin', like, dog collar on. It's like, where do you buy these things? Yeah, that's, like, me. I, I sit there and I think, okay, that's all very well and good, but where did you get that from? Did did the woman who put you guys together go, oh, yeah, we're going to kill you unless you do what we say? Also, you can, like, here are our personal designers. <laughs> get what you want made. But, you know, if, if, like, you don't get something weird made f- to wear, then we'll kill you. Like, wh- where do they would, get those clothes from? I would assume that the thing they'll say in the movie is that they just got their clothes from when they were put into Arkham. And they'll just, or wherever, and they'll just give them back their clothes. Yeah, that's I fine, would assume that's what but, they do. But, like, that's something that always gets me. It's costumes. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like, okay, the Joker's, like, what is he? He's, like, he's barefoot in a suit jacket and fancy trousers and a cummerbund I think it's like okay no that's it's just a tuxedo without without a shirt that's actually quite sensible whereas Harley's is so specific it's like I kind of want to see her sitting there drawing pictures and giving them to like a seamstress and going so I want it like this and I want it like um I want it like really tacky like shell suit fabric (laughs) that was really big in the 80s I want it made out of that you know, it's like, that's what I want to see. I will say there is one thing that I think is pretty interesting about her design. Her tattoos. Not her shitty face one. Yeah. She's got, like, two mm. face tattoos and they're fucking garbage because face tattoos never look good, in my opinion. But on her th- on the front of her thighs, she's got, like, just doodles. where they're- And they're upside down. So they're prison tattoos. That she's done herself. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That is a touch of genius. That is... Actually, pretty good. I mean, I think, you know, you tattoo yourself, that's a fucking stupid thing to do anyway. Because I've seen infected, self-done tattoos, yeah. and dear God. But I thought that was a really interesting kind of thing. Of like, yeah, she's obviously sat there with a tattoo machine, or something she's made, and doodled on herself. And you can tell that just by looking at it. That's cool. Of course, the you know, the actual tattoo she's got on her right um, wrist... Is, is actually pretty cool to the point where I was angry that she had it because I kind of wanted it. <laughs> but yeah, other, otherwise, it's like, otherwise, I'm, yeah, it just looks a bit grimdark and cringy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Um, and I'm, I don't, I don't think it's going to be very good. No, I don't. I've, I mean, I've never thought it was going to be very good, um, but that's just because it's. It, it, DC's attempt to make its own uh, cinematic universe comes across as even more cynical than Marvel's, and Marvel's is pretty cynical. That's pretty cynical. Um, so I don't know. It's it doesn't strike me like it's going to be particularly good. But I mean, I'm, there is I'm the holding positive, out hope. Yeah, there is the positive thing to take from the reshoots, which is that it can go one of two ways: either the reshoots are done and they insert life into the movie that it desperately needed and will mean that a movie that was previously going to be uh, this kind of very over-serious, ponderous thing like the other DC movies have been accused of in, in their new cinematic universe. And it's going to fix all that and then add the levity it needs and make it into a genuinely good movie that it was not going to be previously. Here's hoping. Or it'll make it into an unfocused mess... <laughs> Which will have continuity errors and plot holes all over the place because the script was hastily rewritten to add in these extra scenes that are reshot. So this these reshoots could be a good thing or they could be the worst thing. It will be interesting to see, but then I am the sort of person that had no interest in seeing Batman vs Superman at all until I heard that it was crap, <laughs> at which point I kind of want to see it because... I, when something, I, when I when I hear about something that's just kind of, 
is I just not I'm not interested in. I'm like, well, I'll probably see it at some point just because I want to know how it turned out. But I don't want to see it at the, the cinema because it costs too much to go see it at the cinema. That and, you know, you're giving them money. And you... That, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I prefer to... Right, I'll wait till it comes on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, wait until it pops up on Netflix, yeah. But then when I find out, like, oh no, it's like a real fucking train wreck. It's an absolute mess. I'm like, I have to see what kind of mess it is. I really want to see it now. I, I say, <laughs> no, I, I think I, I posted a thing on Twitter saying, yeah, I think there is something very, very wrong with me over this. There's a word for that, and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, like, I... But it's basically, like, it's the kind of thing in your brain where you see a car crash and you can't look away. Yeah, I, I'm like that with movies. Like, how I, I'll watch movies I know I'm going to hate because I want to see what's wrong with them. It's why I sat through, the, like, the whole of movie 43, despite it being the death of comedy. That's why you sat through Food Fight. I bought that never to be watched, and what do you fucking do... Yeah, I went and watched it. Yeah, like a fucking idiot. What I can say about Food Fight is that it's one of those movies it's where It's the you'll... best Batman versus Superman story you've ever seen. <laughs> hey, get, say what you like about Food Fight, stuff happens in it. Whoa! No matter how many... I've seen like three different people review Food Fight, and because it's such a mess, there's stuff that they had to leave out for time reasons. Like, you're watching it and you're going, there is so much in this that I have never... I never even thought was in this. Well, what was it? You told me that you you, ha- you were seriously considering live-tweeting everything wrong with it and then gave up about five minutes into the movie because there was just so much you couldn't yeah. keep up. This has been the Twitter episode of the Misanthropod. Yes. We talk about Twitter a lot, yes. apparently. Sponsored by Twitter. Well, no. It's <laughs> not, actually. But if they want to give us money, I guess that'd be fine. But we're not going to tell everyone that it's the best thing ever. <laughs> yes, Twitter, the corporation. You should support our Patreon. Yeah, Twitter. God, we're sick of you. Sick of you fucking mincing around and never giving back to us. We use your service like good users. And what do you do? Nothing for us. Nothing apart from provide a service. You, but that's what you're expected of you. You don't go out your way for us. You utter bastards. You know what, let's all boycott Twitter. I'll start a hashtag, it'll be great. Wah wah. Come on, that was a joke, I'm very tired. So yeah, seeing, seeing as we've uh, we've done bitching about Twitter... Apparently that's what we're doing And things happening on Twitter? Yeah, that, that's us done for for this episode. That is, that is the third episode done, yay! Yay! Um, if, if you want to find us on other things, just... Just search for Snipe and Web on Google. Just Google us. You'll, you'll, you'll find, find our us. Twitter and Facebook and Patreon, no, YouTube no. and no Twitch cares. and all no, those no, things. Just Twitter. That's what people are tuning oh, in yes. for. This Twitter th- talk with Snipe and Web. The misanthropy tweet. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Yes, in a fortnight. So, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. And, mm, bye. It's not awkward or anything. It's not awkward or anything.